They say you're only as good as your last success and failure's not an option. Maybe that's why I'm exhausted. Held so tight to bear applause that when it stopped, I thought that yours would too. Till you said that my heart to you is worth everything. Don't gotta be somebody when I'm already somebody to you. Got nothing to prove anymore. So there's nothing to lose anymore. You're gonna keep on loving me for more than just the things that I do. I'll sing it till there's no doubt. Nobody can count me out, cause I'm already somebody to you.
Good morning, church. Would you please rise for our first song? Scripture, Romans 7, 15 through 23. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, 
I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. This is the word of the Lord. Please remain standing as we profess our faith together in the words of the Apostles' Creed. God, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, Please be seated. Let us open worship by going to God in prayer. So if you would please bow your heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks this morning for this opportunity to to be together uh, in your name. Lord, this morning we come to you as as a bunch of broken and hurt sinners that just knows that we need you in all facets of our life. Lord, this morning we ask that you bless our time together as well as our worship service, the message we're about to receive as well as the music and our fellowship. And Lord, we pray all these things in Jesus' name and all God's people said.
Good morning, boys and girls. Come on up for the kids' message. Come on up front. Try to find a seat right here on the floor where you can see what's going on up here, all right? Yeah, come on up. All right. Can everybody see this? All right, good. Good. Yeah. All right, so now got some things up here. What does this say? Good. Good. Very good. What does this say? Bad. bad. Ooh, that's not good. It's bad. All right. And can you see this arrow through the glass? What, which way the, is the arrow pointing? Bad. bad. It's pointing towards bad, isn't it? You know why it's pointing towards bad? Because we often do bad things, don't we? When we're born, we're born into sin, which means we tend to want to do bad things. And we try to fight against that, don't we, and do good things. But that's just kind of our nature. When we're born as human beings, we're sinful. That's not good news, is it? That's bad. But let's see what God has to say about that. He has an answer for us. All right. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, we read, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Did you hear that? So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Hmm, so the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us faith. The Holy Spirit fills us up. The Holy Spirit guides us so we don't want to do bad things, but we want to do good things. Raise your hands if you've ever maybe fought a brother or sister over a toy, maybe you even hit or bit, or you've been hit or bitten, you notice my hand's up, I've done that too, that's bad, right? Yeah, so the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us faith and allows us to follow Jesus, right? So let's see what happens when we take the Holy Spirit, or in this case it's just water, all right, and we're going to pour it in here and see what happens to that arrow. Can you see the arrow pointing towards bad? All right, what happens when we fill this jar with water or when we are filled with the Holy Spirit and guided by the Holy Spirit? It changed. Where's it pointing now? It's pointing towards good? Whoa. Let me turn it so everybody can see. All right. Almost. Yeah. So everybody, I don't know if you can see that on, wait, wait. wait. Now. There we go. All right. Yes. So the Holy Spirit gives us faith. The Holy Spirit fills us up. And the Holy Spirit allows us to want to do good rather than bad. Yeah. So, we want to follow the Holy Spirit and allow him to guide. So, if you see something bad happening and in your mind you think, gosh, I want to go help that person, that could be the Holy Spirit inside of you, right? Guiding you to turn bad into good. Or maybe you're tempted to do something bad, but you hear a voice in your head saying, that's not good, I shouldn't do that. That could be the Holy Spirit in you making you want to do something good rather than something bad. How cool is that, that God, the Holy Spirit, lives in us, and we know he's God, he's good, he's for us, and he only wants what's good for us, so we can follow his leading. All right, will you pray with me? We'll fold our hands, and you can repeat after me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill our hearts, make us yours, and guide us every day. Amen. All right, boys and girls, you can head back to your seats, but thanks for coming up. There's always a, a parting announcement when the kids leave the floor. Yeah, thank you, Greg. What a, what a solid message. Man, I appreciate that. I've got some announcements, but before I start that, um, my friend Paul McCartney on bass. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, that's, oh, that's my friend Chris. 
He has a quick announcement. Tell me it's not the hair. <laughs> hey, just wanted to mention to everybody, we put a note out on Facebook this week. Uh, we're doing exploration now on Sunday mornings between services, but there are still some uh, Bible studies that are going on during the week. And so we've had The Chosen going on the last two seasons out in the family gathering area, and then in here we watch the show and all that. Well, we're starting this, w this Wednesday with a Bible study called Jesus, the words from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And we're going to do this for a few weeks up until Pastor uh, Thielen comes back and does the Chosen uh, sermon series. Yeah. So just want to let everybody know, hey, if you guys are looking for something to do on a Wednesday night, come join us. Uh, we'll be studying uh, from 630 to 7.30, probably out in the family gathering space. Um, and then when the Chosen starts up, we'll be back here doing that. So it's going to be fun. We'd love to see every one of you in there. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, Paul McCartney. First time here, question mark, welcome. We are delighted that you were here. If you're inclined, and this, is, this really helps us a lot as a, as a staff here at 1C Church. If you would take a moment and text 1C guest to 94,000, that tells us you were here. Maybe you've got some questions. Maybe you would like some things answered about 1C Church, our history. How do we do things? What do we believe? That's a way to do it. Another way to do it is next Sunday, there is a, we're going to have a gathering on the east side of the building down here called New Disciple Launch. And if you are available to do that from 12.15 to 2, we'd love to have you there. Also a question just to dialogue with other people, ask questions, get some answers, do a little more exploring. You can register for that by calling the church office or going onto the website, go to events, follow some drop-down menus, and eventually you'll get there. How's that for registration information? Prayer request. In a little bit, we will have a time of the prayers of the people. You can text your prayer request to that number, 402-242-5051. Online giving is also a way to, um, you know, we'll, you'll be passing the joy baskets during this next song. But another way to do this, you, you can text, you can do it online, you can use the Church Center app. So many ways to do that. That is all I have for announcements. Let's continue to worship. Smile. 
It's not a day goes by that I don't see you. moment we'll come to the Lord's table and just think about as you come what's in this meal this body and blood of Jesus this is where we receive forgiveness of sin we receive salvation we receive life and this is all what Jesus did for us when he went to the cross giving up his blood his body but before we do that let's just take a moment to confess together our sins in the words of this confession on the screen. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, the glory of your holy name. Amen. And it's my privilege to announce to you how true those words are, that by the confession of our sin, he will get a hold of us, he will lead us, he will guide us, he will direct us. Our sins are removed. They are removed as far as the east is from the west. I want to, just a quick announcement. When you come forward um, for the cup, the, the dark colored purple is wine and the clear color is juice. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread and after giving thanks, he broke it and he gave it to them and said, take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner also after supper, he took the cup and after giving thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And may the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Thank you. 
may this true body of blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and preserve you and keep you steadfast in the one true faith. Depart in his peace. Amen. Dear God, you are the author and perfecter of our faith. We thank and praise you for always walking alongside us. We bring before you these prayer requests. Continued prayers for my dear friend Cindy. As she's overcoming cancer, give her strength and healing. Lord, I'm really hurting and I hurt my wife, broke her trust. And she says that I hurt her more than anybody in her life. Please heal our broken hearts and show our children your love, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you can help me with my addiction so that I can be the best father for my kiddos and Douglas. Prayers for complete healing for Shirley and also for Dave for comfort during Shirley's illness. Also for Dave's sister who is fighting cancer. Be with them all and give them peace and let them feel your love. Prayers for my daughter Olivia to make good decisions and trying to get custody of her. Pray for my son Jack and keep him safe as he makes his way out into the world. Pray for my daughter Caitlin and fill her heart with love. Pray for my wife Angie and give her strength while I work on my recovery. Lord bless me too. Prayers for my wife that she has the strength to hold her head high and find her way to you again Lord. Guide her please. Lord Jesus, you are worthy of all honor and praise. 
Help us to love as you do and to act wisely so that others will be drawn to your salvation and hope. We need to build each other up and encourage each other as we give you all the glory. And let's start with the people who are right in front of us today. God, let everything we do be in line with your word. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Oh, that's right. There's a bumper. I just going to stay here. that's it. This is, this is what happens when you're reviewing your sermon notes and you don't write a little notation in their bumper video. So thank you, Tech Booth, for proceeding. I'm sorry I got in your way. Well, good morning, church. Yes, I hope you are well. So we're, we are coming to the uh, third week of this series, Not Today, Satan. The text we have, uh, Greg read it in the children's message this morning. Paul's letter to the Christian church in Galatia, Galatians chapter 5, 16 through 17. Let's hear it again. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Not today, Satan. Good little phrase, yeah? I would suggest this, that the, the implied idea behind this phrase might be something like this. We, we, can, we, have, a, we have choices to make in the face of temptation. This is one of them. When faced with temptation, we can say, no, not today, Satan. And we have the best model for how this is done. Matthew chapter 4. I think it was the scripture reading text last Sunday. This is the temptation of Jesus when he was in the wilderness. He modeled for us how this is done. He didn't use the exact words, get behind me, Satan, but or not today, Satan, but he was saying, not today. This is not how it's done. And if you remember, Satan came up against him three times. Make bread out of these stones. Jump from this high pinnacle. See if, you're, if your angels will keep you safe. See all these kingdoms of the world? You can have these if you'll bow down and worship me. And what did he say each time? Well, in our language this morning, he said, not today, Satan. But what he, what he said in the text was, it is written. And he came back at him with scripture. I like the way the New Living Translation takes it is written and says, no. The scriptures say, and then after that final temptation in this particular translation, Jesus looks at Satan, and I can just imagine him catching him full on in his eyes, eyes locked. 
get out of here, Satan. Get out of here. Not today, Satan. You cannot have me. I am choosing to let the Spirit guide me today. Now this text, it's interesting, it, it opens with um, a phrase, I'm not sure what part of speech it is, I, you know, it's been a long time since I studied those things, but it, it opens up with, so I say, comma, and so, in this particular usage, can be used to refer to something that's, that's just been stated or something that's just been suggested. Paul has said something prior to this text we read this morning. Paul is drawing a conclusion in this text from something that he just said earlier about being called to freedom and using that freedom to serve one another. It's an important passage, so let's take a look at it. It's what precedes our text this morning. It goes back to Galatians 5, beginning in verse 13. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you're always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. Powerful words. Powerful teaching. And what comes right after it? So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. If all of this that he just said is important, this whole thing about we do have freedom in Christ, but we're not to use it to give way to to the sinful nature, to satisfy our sinful nature. We are to use it in service to one another. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. That, I would suggest, is a better way to navigate through life than caving in to the desires of the flesh and the sinful nature. So I I did two questions. There's there's probably more questions, but there's not enough time to unpack all of them. But there's kind of the, the why and the how. The why and the how. Why is this important. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Why, why is that important? And how is it done? Is there a model? Is there a manual? Is there an app? Okay. Let's unpack why for just a second. Why is it important to let the Holy Spirit guide your lives? Well, because This is how you and I truly live in freedom. This is where the power comes from. To serve one another in love, it does not, I'll say this, it does not come to me naturally. I want what Randy wants. That's my sinful nature. On this side of heaven, we are always going to be living with this tug, this this push and pull of the sinful nature that wants to do evil. But this presence of the Holy Spirit that's at work giving me desires that are the exact opposite of that evil nature. I have to have the power of the Holy Spirit to do this. All of us in this room today could probably fill notebooks with our experiences of those times where we just said to the sinful nature, yeah, go ahead. But there's a better way to live. It's in this power of the Spirit. We're always going to be constantly fighting each other, this what I want to do and what the Spirit wants me to do. So we always want to, you know, it's nice. Oftentimes I want to do the right thing. It's like Stephanie read this morning in, in that passage that Paul wrote to the Romans. I want to do the right thing, but I don't. How do I get, what's that all about? Well, it's a war. And it's a war that we may not want it, but it doesn't matter because it's coming our way when we get out of bed in the morning. 
just tug, just back and forth. It is certainly a war not to enter into lightly as if, oh, I, I can, yeah, I, I can handle it. I'm aware of that. I'm aware of the push and pull, and I can deal with it. No, you cannot. None of us can. We're well instructed in this text to let the Spirit guide our lives. Now, Spirit guide our lives is one translation. Perhaps you have read it as walk in the Spirit. Paul says, so I say, walk in the Spirit. The importance of this word let in this particular translation. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. I think there's something there about getting to the how. How do we do this? Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. It's a, it's a matter of intention. It's a matter of focus. Focus on trusting God. Rely on His Spirit. Practice this business of loving one another. Loving one another. God, His Spirit will give us the will and the, pow- and the power to do things that please Him if we let Him. Let yourself be open to whatever he wants to do in here. Let yourself be open to his complete involvement in your life. How do you do that? Well, maybe you already know. Maybe you're already doing this. That's fantastic. Like I said earlier, it, it, it might be different for me than it is for you. It might be different for you than it is for the person you're sitting next to. But we, we are intentional. When we're letting the Spirit come in, we're saying, this is what I want. I want you to guide my life. And so I'm going to create space in my day. Morning, noon, night, whenever it is. I'm going to create space in my day so that, Jesus, I could sit with you. Just you and me. And I'll have my scriptures open. And I'll read and I'll study the scriptures because the Spirit will give life to those scriptures. He will bring them to work in us. Create space in your day to pursue Jesus through the reading and study of his word. Create a place where you are nurturing relationships with other believers. And then be looking for, where do I fit? Where where do I serve in the kingdom of God? Where is that for me? Well, pursue Jesus in that too, because he'll help you find it. So the why and the how. But I'm not going to do anything more. I'm going to end this message because I have something else in mind this morning. I want to talk about a place where I am privileged week in and week out to see the Spirit at work in people's lives as they are choosing to let the Holy Spirit guide their lives. A growing ministry at 1C Church is Celebrate Recovery. It is a Christ-centered 12-step program, and I have invited my friend Regina. That's the mic, you bet. I found the right one. Way to go. Come on out. Does my friend Regina come out? Come on over this way. Don't be a stranger. You scare me. I know. I'm, I'm, very, I'm a scary person. Yeah. Um, I've asked Regina to just to kind of speak to this a little bit, this business of letting the Holy Spirit guide your life. And so here's a question. Question number one. How is living by the Spirit critical to recovery? How much time did you tell me I had? Uh, you have, yes, approximately three minutes per question. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you packed your lunch. Um, <laughs> so living by the Spirit. Hi, I'm Regina. And um, about six and a half years ago, I walked into 1C for the first time. Hadn't been in church in 29 years. And I decided on that Thursday before that, hey, maybe recovery might be a thing I might need. Um, but I also knew it was something that I couldn't do on my own. And so I came to 1C, and I was welcomed with open arms. And then about a year later, I had a, a gentleman I was... I was working with the Thanksgiving community meal, and a gentleman in town said, you know, my wife and I made a, a 
a New Year's resolution to, to live by the Holy Spirit and to listen to the Holy Spirit. And I said to myself, self, what the heck is living by the Holy Spirit? <laughs> I know nothing about that. Um, and so I had to do some digging and some praying and to figure it out. And as, as Randy mentioned earlier, it's, it's getting out of the way of ourselves. Um, I would love to live in a sinful nature. It's a lot more fun some days, but I'm learning that if you live the way God wants us to do, if we serve others, um, if we love each other where they're at, um, that is so essential to my recovery. I get out of my way and let God do um, the work that needs to be done in my life, and, and I can pay that forward. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. It is, it's critical to recovery, isn't it? Every single day, every single minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes more than once a minute. Yeah. I have to say, get out of the way, Regina. <laughs> get out of the way, Regina. <laughs> well, Celebrate Recovery meets on Thursday nights at 7 o'clock uh, in the community gathering space on the east side. Celebrate Recovery has a, how do I say this, lar a wider reach. It certainly is helpful for people wrestling with addiction to drugs and alcohol, right? But it's got a wider reach than that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So Celebrate Recovery, when I was going through SOS for my recovery, um, my addiction therapist said, you know, Regina, you should go look into Celebrate Recovery. You, you might, that might be a good fit for you. For some reason, by the time I got to SOS, my nickname became the church lady. Don't ask me why. <laughs> um, but so I said to uh, Pastor Jim when he started, hey, how about Celebrate Recovery here? He said, hey, I'm a Celebrate Recovery. I'm trained to lead Celebrate Recovery. I said, all right, there's God. There's that Holy Spirit. We're going to do this. And as I learned more about it, um, Celebrate Recovery is for our, our hurts, our hang-ups, and our habits. And I had the pleasure of meeting with the um, elders this week, and they said, hey, I hear you want to talk about SOS. I said, no, but I'm glad you, uh, you brought, it, brought it to me that way. Because a lot of people think that Celebrate Recovery is just for us addicts. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not. And so I got to explain to them what this ministry really does. And this is a ministry. As, as Randy said, it's a Christ-based 12-step recovery program. And we say we hurts, we say our hang-ups and our habits. Because if we can take care of our hurts before they become our hang-ups, we're going to hopefully be able to avoid those habits, right? Um, so for hurts, examples, right? A lot of people say, oh, celebrate recovery, that's not for me. I'm telling you, everybody in this room should see me Thursday night at 7 o'clock because we all have some hurts. And what's a hurt? Anything that keeps us from living the life God wants us to live. Mm -hmm. um, abandonment issues, abuse, abuse by a spouse, by the church, um, by your children, adoption, betrayal, abandonment, dysfunction, neglect, right? What are our, our hang-ups? Anger. Anxiety, arrogance, body image, bigotry, codependency, control, depression. I can go on and on and on, right? What are my habits? Addiction. Codependency. Eating disorders. Isolation. Self-harm. Workaholic. Um, all of those using the same secular 12-step program that was founded by AA. Applying it as a Christ-based um, we can work with through all of it. And, um, and we see all of these things every Thursday night. Yes. Yes, we do. And you've got, did you bring those issue pamphlets with you today? I do. I do. Out at Next Steps, I have probably 20 different pamphlets out there. So if you say, oh, I'm not angry, pick up that, pick up that pamphlet. You just might have some of those characteristics. And then on that pamphlet, it's also going to tell you how Celebrate Recovery can help you. Yeah. And how it can help you and your family and your life. Yep. Thank you. Whenever I see the band start coming back on the stage, it's a, it's a cue to me that, uh-oh, <laughs> better start wrapping up. So just say a word real quick about, so 1C Church is involved um, now with hosting Celebrate Recovery. Um, what, will con what things are needed to continue to contribute to a strong recovery community in Columbus? So there are several things, um, and I that's the reason I went to the elders 
Um, and I won't bore you with all of the things that I asked for there. Uh, my friend Michelle Smith, she taught me to pray boldly and, and ask for bigger than I really want at that point. <laughs> and God will figure out a way to make it happen. So um, that's what I did on Thursday night with the elders. Um, but as a congregation, A, pray. Yeah. Pray for us. Pray for this ministry. Pray for yourselves. Um, if you have, if you are in recovery yourself, if you have worked a traditional secular 12-step program, please join us. Please yeah. pray about joining us. Yeah. We, um, we need other leaders. We need other people to share their strength, their hope, yes. their experiences. Um, there are 33,000 Starbucks globally. 33,000 Starbucks, right? There's 37,000 Celebrate Recovery meetings globally every week. Yes. Um, this isn't something we invented, um, <laughs> but it's something that works. Yeah. Um, and it has certainly helped me. Um, and so I, I ask you to pray. Pray how you can share your time, your talents, and your treasures. This is a ministry. Um, Secular 12-step, we pass the basket, and we are self-supporting. At Celebrate Recovery, we do not pass the basket. We start the day with um, worship, we have a lesson or a testimony, we break up into small groups, and then we have healthy fellowship for about the last 30, 40 minutes. Um, games, snacks, coffee. Um, we have literature, we have Celebrate Recovery only literature mm -hmm. and the Bible. Um, all of that is an expense. And um, yes, that's, that's how you can start um, I'll come back someday, I'm sure, with a bigger list um, <laughs> as this ministry grows. But we have, we started, we've had two full years of this, and we have between 25 and 30 people that yeah. show up every week, Yeah, um, which is absolutely amazing. And most people are not from 1C. Um, I know a lot of the women, I lead the small women's group as well. The, a lot of the women tell their family they're going to Bible study. I don't care what you call it. <laughs> if you're here working, yeah. working with God, um, I'll take it. Yeah, thank you. Next slide has Regina's personal cell phone number on there. I didn't do this on my own. I got permission, okay? Yes, you did. If you want to know more about Celebrate Recovery, want to be involved with Celebrate Recovery, 402-270-9366, or go up to Regina's kitchen and get a cup of coffee and pie, and she'll talk to you, I'm sure. And I'll be at Next Steps after service. Uh, after, thank you. Thank you, Regina. You're welcome. Okay. Should I do that? <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Receive the blessing of the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Please rise for our last song.
everybody go in peace and serve the Lord. Well, there's a bridge and there's a river that I still must cross as I'm going on my journey. Oh, I might be lost and there's a road I have to follow, a place I have to go. Well, no one told me just how. I'm taking it step-by-step, bit-by-bit. 